Welcome to the How to Write a Book podcast, the show that helps you plan, write, and publish your book, even if you're a beginner or just feel like one. Now, for your host, she's written over a dozen books and helps others bring their books to life. Here she is, Maciel. Hello, and welcome back to the How to Write a Book podcast. I'm your host, Maciel Valenzuela, author, book coach, and ghostwriter, and I'm happy to have you here. Um, I just want to give a shout out to some people who have been messaging me, letting me know that their episodes, um, that my episodes are inspiring their writing. And I want to say that that's, man, you know, you don't hear often from people, you know, you see the podcast and you see the download numbers and you see the likes and it makes my day. I'm really happy to know that the podcast is inspiring you. It's pushing you. It's part of your morning routines for some of you. So thank you for everyone who's reached out and just let me know that um, it's helping and supporting. Um, I appreciate that. And one of the ways that you can help support this podcast is to like, share, and review um, because that helps the algorithms. So I just wanted to put that out there. Um, as well, we are in the 12 days of Christmas, y'all. And so far, I have given away uh, 2023 author planning guides, um, an exclusive podcast episode and a coaching coupon for one entire hour with me for free. So it is not too late to jump into that. You can jump in at any time between now through December 24th. Um, uh, but you miss out on the days that are passing us by and I don't want that for you. So go ahead and dive in when you can go to my Instagram. Um, you will find the link for the 12 days of Christmas. And if you're not on Instagram, just reach out to me. I'll be happy to help you. I guess send that your way. Um, that's Maciel at blackheartedstudios.com. All right, let's dive into today's topic, which talks about ghostwriting and essentially what are some of the things to avoid when you start ghostwriting gigs. Now, these are things that actually I <laughs> pretty much run, you know, face first into and have really created a sour experience for me. Um, and I don't know if I've actually touched on this, but I, I was hesitant to start ghostwriting. Um, and if you have checked out my last episode as well as, um, some of my Instagram posts, I regret not jumping on sooner. I, when I started, I started several, several years ago. Um, but then I had experiences that I could have avoided, but I didn't know any better. And that's okay. Now we know. Um, and then, uh, you know, I hop on much later. I wish I had hopped back on sooner. I wish that those first experiences hadn't like left that taste in my mouth that like, oh man, you know, it would have been better for me if I had said, okay, that's an experience. Everybody has experiences. Let's move on. Let's keep going. I want to see where this goes. That would have been better, much more efficient. Um, I think that it would have really had started me going in a different direction, which have been really positive. But you know, hey, things happen for a reason, right? But hey, if you're interested um, in ghostwriting, then here are some things that I want to give you a heads up for, right? So um, when you have a potential client and you're starting to discuss the details, tip number one, I offer before signing a contract, before anything like that, um, is don't stop asking questions. Upfront, if you can, go ahead and share um, all the questions that you have. 
the scope of the project, how the deadlines are. What kind of writer are you dealing with? Is this a person who really wants to know updates every day? Do they just want to know updates when things aren't going well? Um, do they feel like they want comments and critiques inside their work? Or do they feel like they just want, you know, general notes? They just want you to provide some guidance on their work as you're both writing as, as maybe they're writing, but you're also overseeing and essentially doing a co-authoring, or maybe they want you to write entirely. They trust you. Um, they say, I don't want to look at it at all. Go ahead. Just jump for it. Write it. You know, the 50,000 words, I will just put my okay on it. There's so many questions that you can ask, right? And I think some, sometimes we feel hesitant because we don't want to bother someone or maybe we're like, oh, well, I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm doing. So maybe I won't ask questions. And I can completely understand that mindset. I think that that's how I first started. Um, in, in all of the aspects of the careers that I've taken, a lot of the times I will, you know, just kind of pull back my questions because I don't want to, or at least my feeling is like, oh, I don't want to make this person uh, feel uh, like they don't have confidence in me, or I don't want to make this person feel like, you know, I, um, I'm i still finding my way to this. You know, I want to make them feel good. But I do argue against that train of thought now. Now that I'm, I've had a couple of years <laughs> in my belt um, and different industries in my belt as well, even though writing has, only, has always been the consistent industry in the background as I continue to do um, other things that correlate and intertwine with writing. Um, and what's, what's cool about that is like, now I know like, Hey, it's okay to ask questions. In fact, I encourage you to ask questions. And the reason for that is because it is going to help give a conversation. Now, one of the things that, um, you know, nobody really told me about this, but I've learned is the art of conversation, right? I want you to approach your potential client as a friend. You know, how would you ask them questions? How would you engage with them? I think that sometimes we get so caught up in how we're supposed to present ourselves, which comes down to, you know, the number of questions you ask too, is what that's also uh, thrown in there. And we kind of uh, uh, fumble with our own presence. We get in our own way. Instead, be authentic. Have a conversation, ask those questions, find out where they're not looking, uh, find out the places where they are. You know, what are their deep desires for this work? You know, what do they not want? It's better to ask questions than not to ask questions. And this way you will get a much better sense of the scope. And when questions arise down the line, when they ask you for different uh, turns in the novel or um, critiques that they want to add, then you can have a better idea as to where they fit in the original scope that you intended. It's way better for everyone. It allows for communication. It allows for transparency. And that person's going to feel much more trust in you. All right. Tip number two, don't lowball yourself. Okay. And this tip, you know, it is going to vary on what like experience level you are. Um, one of the things I did first is I, really, really lowballed myself. Um, I think my first, my very first ghostwriting job was I think a 60,000 word book for like $250. 
Yeah. And then my second one was like, I think it was an 80,000 word book for like $500. And at that time I was like, oh my gosh, why am I getting paid? And I had so much stress because I wanted it to do good. And I wanted them to be, to feel like I had done a good work for them and deadlines. And I'm pretty sure I added, um, you know, those white hairs to my head and I took off a couple of years, not healthy. That's not good. Um, try to stay away from stress if possible. And, um, the experience was, uh, gosh, how would I put this? It was a learning experience, but what happened after that was that I got burned out. I got burned out by the writing, by the low cash flow that I was trying to, you know, keep myself above the line, um, when it came to income. Um, and that wasn't happening because I had lowballed myself. And what happened there was that I was impacting other people in my family, right? Cause I had to ask for help. I had to, um, scrounge around. I had to take jobs that I didn't want. Um, and that impacts everybody. It impacts your mood. It impacts who you're living with, um, your friends, you know, it, it does impact all that. Um, so if I had probably told myself, Hey, you can take one or two low paying gigs just so you can get experience and see if you like it. Okay. First find out if you actually like it. And then after that, you have to start charging normal rates, go to the editorial freelancers association, and then also look at their rates page. And that will give you really good ideas to the range. They also have, you know, the medium, but they'll show you from the lowest to the highest. And if you're new, then start the lowest. That's okay. But, um, also keep that in mind that as you get in more experience, the higher you can go. Cause what I don't want you to do is put yourself in a situation where you'll suddenly feel pressure and out of your league because you've asked for a higher price when you don't yet feel qualified for that. Now, sometimes we deal with like imposter syndrome and, um, like we haven't really done enough, but if you feel like, okay, you know, I, I, I need more confidence. I, I really don't want to charge this amount, but I would feel comfortable charging this amount. As long as you're charging within a good range, which like that, the editorial freelancers association will provide a good range for you. Then you're taking a positive step forward. Um, and so what I'm essentially saying is don't lowball yourself to the point where it hurts you. And also, cause people, people will ask for free work. It's all over. I'm mean, I check up work all the time still. And people are like, Oh, get a chance to like join us. And it's $40 for a book. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's ridiculous. And if you have questions on that, if you're like, Hey, I saw this thing and I'm curious, what do you think? Feel free to email me. Like, I'd be like, yeah, let's, let's look at this, you know, because I am not afraid. Like I'm on upwork. It's almost like a hobby now. Like I will, I will flag people's job posts because it's unrealistic and it hurts a writer and that's not okay. That's not okay now. Right. Cause we want to support people. We want to give those rates that, you know, writing is hard work. So it deserves a rate that it actually is, um, it, it is a correct amount. So, um, keep that in mind. So I'll go on Upwork and I will do that. But anyways, <laughs> side note, if you have questions about that, please let me know. I'm happy to help you. I'm happy to like, you know, sort through stuff or just give you some more, uh, advice on that. Um, and when you lowball yourself, essentially what you're doing is you're not giving yourself an opportunity to grow because one of the hardest things, at least in my opinion, to do was to ask for money for my work. Um, and if you at least start out at a lower range so you can get comfortable, then you can start practicing asking for those rates. You know, you get more comfortable, you get more experience, you get a little bit more and more and more and it grows, but you do need to ask, right? You do need to make that request. You do need to have that conversation because it's only going to help you. It's going to help you. It's going to give you more confidence. And I believe 
that if I had started doing that earlier, I would be further along. You know, I would be at projects that I've dreamed about, right? And so I want to use that as a way to tell you, hey, you know, you got to start. So this way you can get that ball rolling and then you can get into those projects and those clients that you're like, yes, this is what I wanted to do. This is amazing, right? So it's not just about income. It's about getting that confidence in your writing. All right. Number three, don't accept just the word of mouth. Yes. Okay. So um, sometimes you'll have Zoom calls, you'll have phone calls and you'll, you know, you'll touch base and, and look at the scope and everything. Um, and make sure to take notes and make sure to have stuff in writing and make sure to have a contract, you know, and that they read it and that they send you a contract that you read it. It's important for you to have some sort of documentation that states what both parties agreed on. Now things can change, of course. And, you know, I think that one of the greatest things about kind of being your own boss is you can say, Hey, you know what? I totally understand. Let's make this pivot. Let's make this change. I love it. Let's, let's do that. You know, which is really cool. Cause you know, when you have your own, your own like, um, business, you can make those adjustments, right? You want to help people out. You know, like when somebody says, Hey, I can't do the six month book coaching program, but I would love a couple of sessions, but yeah, of course, dude, let's do it. I love that. So when going back to, um, the word of mouth and, and saying, Hey, you know, if we could pivot, of course, but before you can even, you know, have that a conversation of pivoting, you have to have had that text that stated earlier, you know, what was the scope? You know, who's responsible for what? Are they giving you deadlines or are you giving them deadlines, right? Who is taking care of the outline versus who's doing the research? You know, all these notes that you might need to include. This way, um, if you end up with, you know, unfortunately bad clients, you can say, hey, this is what we agreed upon. Look at our emails, look at the text messages that we have. You know, this is the framework that we agree to. And if you have great clients who just need adjustments, you can say, okay, great. I see here that we have this outlined. Um, but now we can pivot in this direction. Do you agree? Is this, is this what you mean? Is this the communication that you're looking for? Then you can start pivoting, right? So all of that to say, because we're writers and we are good at taking notes and we are good at writing, make sure you have something like that because it's going to help you. And, um, also one of the scenarios is you simply want to remember what the requirements were right? Maybe you yourself are like, oh gosh, did they say they wanted 30,000 words? They don't want 60,000 words. Let me look back at my notes. I sent them even, even at that level it can help. So if you are starting into ghostwriting, I recommend, you know, doing your research, asking questions, making sure that you don't lowball yourself. Like I did do not do what I did. Um, and also keeping documentation. Um, and I wish you luck. Of course, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach me at Maciel at blackcardstudios.com at Maciel writes on Instagram. Uh, don't forget we're doing the 12 days of Christmas and also writing tips on there. And, um, for everybody else who has been jumping on and also doing coaching with me, I just want to give a special shout out to you guys because, um, your, your, um, push forward is awesome. Makes my day. I appreciate it. So I hope I'm making your day. I hope I'm leaving you on a positive note here. And remember, keep writing, keep exploring, keep going forward. Your writing matters. It does. All right. You are going to inspire someone. So thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you tomorrow. Hey there, writer. Thank you for listening to the How to Write a Book podcast with your host, Maciel Valenzuela. If you like the show, we'd be happy if you left a review. For more information on writing and the writer's life, go to www.themaciel.com. That's 
www.themassiel.com. We'll see you on the other side.